Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, fitness for real people, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. On today's episode, Gabrielle discusses anxiety and depression with her guest, Christopher Morgan. Christopher talks about his struggle and how he came out better in 2021. And now here's your host, personal trainer and stretch therapist, Gabrielle Mazar. Gabrielle Mazar. Welcome back to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People. I'm your host, Gabrielle Mazar. And on today's episode, I have my guest, Christopher Morgan. Welcome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, today, we're going to talk about uh, mental health. So I want to start by talking about your struggles with mental health. You have... Depression, anxiety, and ADD. And a- <laughs> um, what what have you had to do to deal with that and to kind of overcome obstacles with that? You know, that's a good question because you know there's some days that depression and anxiety wins the war, and then there's some days that you win the war. And I think first it involves having a a good attitude. I think also sometimes I feel like even myself or other people that they think the drugs are the miracle pill and you're supposed to wake up the next day happy like Katy Perry, but that's not the case. <laughs> you you have to put yourself in the mindset to start winning small battles so that you can have a good day. I think somebody told me, you know, try to have three things that you won for the day and continue to write those down and build from there. But also understand, too, that there will be some times that are tough and that are hard. And you can't just let it throw you off your game. What are what are three things that you focus on often? You know, if, am I making an impact on somebody? Did I have a good day? You know, um, and not letting stuff that's going on affect my mood. For example, you know, I'm still waiting on my $1,400 stimulus check. But on a serious serious note, you know, you see so many people in the hospital with COVID. I've had family that has had COVID, know somebody that's in the hospital right now on the trade and breathing tube and feeding tube. You just have to stay positive and not let it deter you. So 2020 has been really rough on a lot of people. And with mental health i know that you know suicide has been a really big thing over the past i mean it's a what not i don't mean really big thing but um a lot of suicides have happened because of this battle with depression and quarantine and people being alone and kind of with their own thoughts how do you feel that you've dealt with that over the past year 2020 was an interesting year and you're right. It, to be honest, you're right. Suicides are a big thing. You see it so much with a lot of the high schoolers that you hear on the news that have died. Because um, especially you got some kids who are alone or, you know, school was the only way for them to get out of their bad situation at home. And now they're stuck at home 24-7 or people that were in abusive relationships and et cetera. Like you're there 24-7, so it's more easy to snap. For myself... I think 2020 just came out of nowhere. 
you know, it started on March 11th, which is crazy. That's my birthday. And you come home, you see the guy on the Pacers catch COVID and sports shuts down and then the world shuts down on the 12th. But I think just managing it, I took it as a positive, you know, because, yeah, we're sitting at home and, you know, you you shouldn't go over to a parent's house because both my parents have diabetes. My grandparents have diabetes. I have a great grandfather who's on an oxygen tank. So you have to be respectful and not give it to them. But one of the things I did, I, I, I used the time to knock out stuff that I never did before. Like my grandmother that died in 2019, I started planting plants outside. They all died two weeks later. <laughs> you got to water Except, them. I mean. <laughs> you got to nurture them. Well, I realized that those were not desert plants. The huh. only thing that survived was the cactus. <laughs> so I started doing things that I never did before. Um, I thought it was a perfect opportunity to knock out things on my list, like planning, actually trying to clean my house. You know, I made strawberry banana bread for the first time in my life, cooking new things, actually exercising. Cause with the gyms closed, I was hiking two to three times a week, which was nice. And then I think also starting the new job at the same time that COVID was going on helped as well too. But I think the biggest thing that helped me overcome what was going on was my help collecting Lysol, disinfecting wipes, helping the Navajo Nation. Because um, you see so many people struggling. And it's crazy to see that up there they're selling the can of Lysol for 25 bucks. What? Yeah, they're selling it. Yeah, it's crazy. I had oh. a lady tell me I drove up to Payson just to help her out. And she was like, I'm getting all this for like 150 bucks. I said, mm-hmm. She was like, I paid 50 bucks for two containers of the 75 Lysol wipes, wow. you know, cause it's their price gouging. So, you know, that's what I tried to encourage a lot of people to do is try to help others do some things that you've always wanted to do on your checklist that you felt you never had time to do. I think it was an awesome time to play video games and complete the quests that you've never been able to complete to get your mind off. stuff. So, cause when you turn on the news you see the politics, you see people who don't want to wear a mask and they're breathing on you. It 2020 was a year that you could easily get frustrated and you're ready to strangle somebody. And so for a lot of people, it was tough. Yeah. And you think um, like turning something negative into something positive, um, like finding the silver linings, like a lot of people are, are suffering, but for you to... Um, kind of round people together to collect Lysol wipes and cans of Lysol and disinfect it and and deliver it to Navajo Nation to people who are really really suffering it is is a really positive way to turn something bad into something good right right and I think that's what we all should be doing right now I think 2020 helped us realize how selfish we are as a nation and how we don't care about other people. And it's me, 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 24-7. You know, so for a lot of people battling depression and anxiety, you, you have to get up. One of the things I tell people, you should mourn for two days. And that third day, you get up and you keep on going. Yeah. No matter if you're in a relationship, you lost your job. But I also think there's people out there who just couldn't understand that, okay, I lost my job. I still owe my electric bill. I still owe my rent. I still owe my car payment. I can't afford to buy food. Um, and that's something tough to get through every day. And it can be kind of a downward spiral. It know? is. 
But social media is also a part of that too, because I know so many people who go on social media because they see everybody living this life. Oh, look at them. They're happy. Look at these people in Miami turning up, you know, while I'm sitting over here struggling and I'm by myself and I'm alone. Um, so I think sometimes we have to cut the social media off because I think we take what people see on social media too serious sometimes because the people who we think are happy on social media are sometimes the most miserable ones and that can make your depression and your anxiety worse too. But also I think for me, what I enjoyed the most about 2020, which I think also helped relax my depression and anxiety, I learned so fast how real and how fake people are from dealing with wearing a mask to their beliefs about COVID, what they said about George Floyd, the people who scream blue lives matter and don't scream black lives matter. It, it, it's mind blowing when you see black people don't believe in black lives matter, you know, so the 2020 was a great opportunity to cut, cut the trash out, to be honest. And I think that helped my depression, anxiety out a lot, too, because I don't have to worry about these people no more. I saw their true colors. Yeah, you definitely can see some true colors, but you definitely look inside, too. It was a time for a lot of self-reflection um, because you're you're kind of working on yourself because you have the time to do that as opposed to keeping up appearances or meeting up with people and people that you may not know much about until you see kind of the anchor and the hatred that's out there and and I do I do definitely see you know you don't want to you don't want to categorize people and, and put them in this box but definitely cutting out people and people that are negative or have a negative impact on your life and you don't see it until you see it is a big part of that yep put them in the trash can they're trash <laughs> you do not recycle them you trash them <laughs> Um, I know you was talking about the self-reflection. The self-reflection is hard. And the reason why I say it's hard is because with depression and anxiety come overthinking, overreaction, doubt. And I think some people can't sit back and look and say, I'm in my house by myself 24-7. I wake up. I take my little commute to the couch or to the kitchen or to my office. And if something negative happens or I'm frustrated with a situation either at work or with family or with friends or what's going on politics wise, then you start overthinking and then you start overreacting to it. And since you're by yourself and ain't no one's there, that's all you're thinking about. So three hours later, you're still thinking about that. Well, I think it kind of points out that maybe a lot of more people are dealing with that than we know. But uh, I wanted to kind of talk about how all of that affects your physical health. So you said that, you know, with time you've been gyms being closed, you got out and hiked more and were working out or exercising more in that regard. But how how else has your mental health before COVID affected your physical health? It makes you not want to work out or go out. Um, You end up sitting on the couch and then it's goes from five to 10 o'clock and then you go to bed and then you're sleeping all day. Um, I felt I was napping so much, you know, I get up, nap, get up, nap. Um, you lose motivation. 
And for a lot of people, I think they don't see how could you lose motivation, how you're not motivated. You know, you, you feel down. I use an example of you feel like a person in in a pyramid and sand is falling on you and you're beating on the glass and you see everybody down there living life, having fun and you're just struggling and it doesn't make you want to do anything. And then you start overthinking, you start overreacting. So it gets on your physical health. And then, you know, a lot of people, you start stress eating. And so you picked up, you know, the freshman 15, now the COVID 15. Um, It makes it hard for you to want to work out and lose weight when you know going to the gym helps you be positive and stuff. But at the same time, it's hard. It's hard to motivate yourself to get up. And it's not just even with physical health. It's with, man, I don't want to work today. I don't want to feed myself today. I don't want to clean today. I'm not going to do these errands. It's like you you box yourself in a corner sometimes. So that's where I think people need to start checking in on people and just saying, hey, are you okay? Hey, are you doing all right? Because you just never know when somebody could be down and out. Do you feel that when you get into your routine and are exercising more and getting up and moving, that that makes a difference with your mental health? It does. You know, you you, you feel like you accomplished something. And I think that's one of the things that I try to do is, like I said earlier, you, you want to win the day, have like three things you can say was successful. So to say, hey, I went to the gym, had a good workout, had a good sweat. I took my shirt off and took a selfie on Snapchat to post to everybody, you know, doing something that makes you feel good about it. So I think ment- I think mental health and physical health are one in the same because you got to work out your mind too. Like you got to work out your body to stay fresh, stay in tune. And I think one of the things I'm trying to get my little sister to do this right now, you got to have hobbies. You see a lot of people who are depressed, have anxiety. They don't have hobbies. They don't feel like anything interests them. And so you're just sitting there and it's like you're rotting away. And I've had moments like that. But, you know, because there's just times I don't want to play video games. I don't feel like driving around or cooking. But you have to to get yourself up going and doing what you got to do. I think sometimes we let depression beat us when I feel like we could beat it easily. And it starts by having hobbies and going to the gym should be a hobby. But also going to the gym should be something that you should enjoy. Sure. And finding finding types of exercise you enjoy is definitely important too, like going out in nature and hiking as well. How do you how do you find hobbies? I mean, I know how I find hobbies, but how do you you know, if you're if you're uninterested in anything, how do you find a hobby? that you can enjoy i think now now that it's 2021 it's so easy to find a hobby because we have google unless you're scared of your privacy use DuckDuckGo. <laughs> you there's youtube i mean there's so much that i think people have not discovered that they can go out and do you know i like painting i think you know if you paint your house you get into video games you learn a new you learn how to play chess or go planting um, you you redecorate your yard. You become interested in cars or in politics or um, nonprofit or charities. 
you know, or you finally want to do something about the polar bears or you finally have your coming to Jesus moment and decide to go to church every Sunday. I think there's a lot of hobbies out there. And I think sometimes we're afraid of doing some hobbies because people are like, oh, you're weird for doing that. Why are you doing that? I'll do it because I'm happy. And I think once we stop trying to please other people with the hobbies that we're doing, because we got to realize that the hobby is supposed to make you happy, not supposed to make somebody else happy. You know, it's supposed to be your priority. You do it because it's good for you. So I tell people, hey, go online, search, hey, what are great hobbies? Go on YouTube. And I think it's crazy because my little siblings watch people play video games. That's their hobby. <laughs> you know? uh, and those little, the, oh God, the little kids watch these like unwrapping YouTube. Oh, it's so weird. It's so weird. Yeah, so it's just <laughs> random, you know, but it's it's their hobbies. It's what they like to do. You know, my, one of my hobbies was collecting Funko Pops until I realized I was going broke. <laughs> you know, one of my hobbies was, you know, hey, I, I like going shopping. That That's that's a great hobby of mine. I like, I tell people who are depressed and anxiety, get in your car, turn up the music and talk to yourself and drive for an hour. Because sometimes you got to have an argument with yourself. That's a hobby. You know, going grocery shopping, that's a hobby. Most people hate it, but I like it because I'd be in there laughing at people. Well, you can just wander up and down. See, but then you just buy a bunch of crap and then you eat a bunch of crap. And Yeah, crap makes you feel good. <laughs> Skittles make you feel good sometimes, you know. So it, it, I think just trying to find something. There's something out here in this world for everybody. It's too much stuff that you can do or invent. Reading a book, riding a bike. You know, planting, shoveling snow, something. There's something for everybody. Nobody likes shoveling snow. I do. What? It's so nice. I, I like swear. being cold. You know, so I, I just encourage people, even if it's not working out, even if it's not, you know, what you see everybody else on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram doing, go find you something to do. Yeah. Because there's something out there to do. And it will definitely help you with your depression and your anxiety and your mental health because having hobbies help you feel successful. And in order to win depression and anxiety, one of the biggest things is you have to have hobbies and you have to have depression. But you also, you got to talk to people. You yeah. can't just sit in your head and let your head frustrate it because I think you can agree too. I had this moment with you a few years ago when I wasn't happy working out and I just exploded because I had so much going on in my head and I just needed some time off instead of just, you know, being a grown human being and sit down and say, you know what? I'm not happy with this. Can we figure out to make me feel good about coming and working out and stuff? But I think because of that, our relationship is so much better now because now I know, OK, this is what I need to do. This is how I can have her help me so that we both are successful. And I think that also starts with people, too. You you got to have conversations with people to make sure that you're both on the same page sure. so that that can help with your mental health, too, because you never know. So I actually wanted to kind of touch on 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 that. Well, not on on the situation, but um, when you first started working out, really, you hated it. I did. <laughs> people, she made me do lunges. <laughs> Trash. Everybody hates lunges. She had me doing some other stuff. Oh, it was terrible. And then I just wanted to do ball slams. <laughs> but I want to. I love ball slams. 
I want to kind of touch on how your attitude towards diet and exercise and kind of your opinion of diet and exercise has changed over the years. Um, I was getting chubby. You know, you look in the mirror and you see this gut that looks like a little mountain. And, you know, I was getting close to wearing 38s and pants. Um, I think I think my coming to Jesus moment, especially like in 2020, my best friend has always been bigger than me. And now he is smaller than me. Like, it's crazy. You know, he took advantage of COVID and really committed himself to working out. Um, and now he weighs less than me. And he's in that frustration point where he has to buy new clothes. So I had that moment where I said, you know what? I got to get myself fixed. Um, both my, like I said before, my parents have diabetes. So I'm super high risk for diabetes. I think my chance of diabetes is 70% more with both parents having it. And both of my parents are 46 and 45. And they got their diabetes in their, in their 30s. So for me, it, it was one of those moments I said, okay, I'm getting too big. My A1C is going up and I need to start eating and feeling better. I was sleeping more, but I think I needed to just find my own rhythm to enjoy the gym. So like now I like working out 30 minutes, call it a day. I have my music on, you know, it's funny. I tell Gabby, I'm like, I'm looking for that thick booty, <laughs> you know, I want that, you know, everybody compliments like how my shoulders and my traps are so huge, but it feels good because you see people starting to acknowledge it. You know, I was able to, you know, I'm wearing 32s now. That's like high school level, you know, and I never had such more, such a lot of meat in my behind. Like sitting down is comfortable now, <laughs> you know, and it's like, ooh, look at me. Just think if I put leggings on, wow, you know. So it took me Are a while. Are going to be that guy in the gym that wears leggings? Oh, I definitely will because if women can do it, I can do it too, you know. <laughs> I you hate women and like I do because you could just wear pants and look cute and not be lazy. But that is another <laughs> podcast. That's you know that you can probably check out on Spotify. Yeah, and I live in leggings, so moving on. But <laughs> I think that's what I think that's it, that's what it took for me. I had to have my coming to Jesus moment because I don't want diabetes. The average person with diabetes takes about eight medications. Yeah. So uh, speaking of medications, you do take medication for your depression. Yes, I take drugs. Um, what has your struggle been with that? Oh, I like popping pills. I'm not <laughs> saying I'm a drug addict, <laughs> you know. Uh, but, you know, I take Lexapro, 10 milligrams, Wellbutrin, 150 milligrams. I take my Deus for my ADD. Um I knew that that was part of the equation, but also I had to get myself mentally better. One of the things that helped me overcome a lot of my depression and anxiety was letting go a lot of hate, letting go a lot of the past, stop blaming other people and owning up to my own problems and, you know, taking responsibility and accepting the consequences of my own actions. So I... It's it's interesting because I think a lot of people look at somebody that's 28 and like, oh, you take medication? Yes. I go to the doctor. I see my therapist once a month. She's funny. Um, so I, I don't think it's an issue. I think people should take medication if they need to take medication because the thing that I think we don't realize is the longer you wait, the worse it can get. Right. And that's just with anything. Right. You know. 
Well, and it's it's just a one part of the equation that kind of helps you to uh, move forward and to kind of change that path instead of going down that dark hole. It's something that helps you to get past that. It's not the total equation, but it's just a piece of it. And it hasn't always been easy. For, I mean, you've definitely had ups and downs with different medications and and working through that as well has been has, has been an issue. So, you know, I would say that for other people that have that issue or are going through that, it's definitely a journey to find kind of the right combination of things, of medications, of exercise, of diet, of whatever, to bring yourself to that kind of baseline level of your normal. Yep. Right. And I think, to me, first it starts off with having some friends that are blunt and honest and need to tell you, hey, you need to go get some help. That's a hard thing to hear when somebody thinks you need to go get some help. Find you a good therapist that you can talk to. If you got to go once a week, go once a week. I go once a month. But I also think the biggest issue, too, is people go to their therapist only when they're bad. Yes. They never go when they're good. Yes. I see my therapist every month good or bad i have her laughing i feel like i'm going in there and i'm being her therapist you know because i have her laughing and i'm just talking but you should you should commit yourself to going you should commit yourself to your medications because i used to take 20 milligrams of lexapro i was at 300 milligrams of wellbutrin xr and i've been feeling a lot better so i had that reduced you know, there's a lot of celebrities who take low doses of medication after what they've been through. So the main thing for me is we got to stop thinking that if you're depressed or you have anxiety that you're weak. It doesn't make you weak. I think it makes you stronger because to me, you have to struggle before you succeed. You got to fail before you can you, before you can do something. I mean, look at the little kids that you raise. They fail all the time. What they do, they get right back up and keep on going. Yeah. And we have to do that in life too. And we stop have to, we have to stop comparing ourselves to other. Because just because that person is doing what they need to do, being successful, that should not make you depressed or have anxiety. I feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm almost 40 and I'm not where I'm supposed to be. There's many people who was never successful until they was 40, 50, or 60. Well, and you never know the struggle or the journey that it took those people to get there either. Or really the truth behind what's going on with them. I mean, you can see all kinds of wonderful things and people having these great lives, but you definitely don't know what they're doing or how they feel behind closed doors. You Cor know? Correct. And so. we got to stop comparing ourselves. So take your medication. I tell people try to at least find five people. As long as you got a good handful of good people that you can rely on or blow up at 3 a.m. in the morning when you're feeling bad, call them, talk to them, text them. And I think that's another issue, too. We got to start picking up the phone. Yeah. You can't just text somebody, I feel bad, but then don't want to answer and talk. Talk it out. Yeah. Hear somebody else's voice. If you can FaceTime driving in the car, you can FaceTime when you're feeling bad and depressed and have anxiety. And find you a good therapist. Because that's a hard thing to do, too, is finding a therapist that actually wants to see you get better. But I think also you got to look in your, look yourself in the mirror and have a coming to Jesus moment. I am struggling. I need help. And I'm ready to fix it. Because if you don't, you're going to continue to be miserable. And I, that's a hard thing that I had to accept, too, is I make myself miserable. 
that is my fault. Yeah, and or, I think it's hard for people to ask for help. I think asking for help makes, especially traditionally for men too, uh, asking for help is kind of a sign of weakness, which it really isn't. I mean, everybody needs help with something. <laughs> true. We ask for help when it's convenient for us. And that's how I look at help because I get on a lot of people about that. Well, I don't like asking for help. I'm independent. Okay. The 80-year-old grandmother was independent. She can't be no more because of age and health and stuff. You need help. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, things just don't go your way. Sure. You might have to pay a bill. Okay, you got in a car accident. You still need to get around. Somebody got to take you. We ask for help when it's convenient. But we got to stop attacking people for asking for help. Now, I can see if you only ask for help because you're that fake person and you're the moocher. But with men, too, we got to get to the point where we stop trying to be this super masculine, macho person, you know, where... It's still bad to, for men to wear pink or have long hair. Or, or ask for directions. <laughs> as long as you're not using Apple Maps, you, you should be able to figure that out. <laughs> I'm just telling people. It's like when people ask, where's the nearest gas station? Please ask Google. There's several options around you. You know, uh, you know, I know some of the menliest men, quote unquote, who go every two weeks to get their hands and feet done. That's just them. You know, I I had somebody that was like, you're, you're too feminine because you like to dress up. I said, I didn't know dressing up made me feminine. Didn't know wearing a bow tie on Bow Tie Tuesday was feminine. You know, that's just that's just crazy. Yeah. I could see if I was wearing high heels, you know, <laughs> and I had my little kilt on men's heels. Yeah, that's just too much for me. They have men's heels. I barely see women be successful walking in them. I'm not walking in them. Fair. You know, I'm about to trip over and fall. If you do trip and fall wearing high heels, I will laugh. <laughs> but we have to overcome that. Yeah. But we have to overcome what people, and this is male, female kids, when we stop allowing people to make us feel like trash and we stop accepting their opinion because what they are telling you is their opinion, though their opinion might be true, it is their opinion. Do you. And when people start doing them, you won't be depressed or have anxiety. You'll really start enjoying life. So what would you say to someone that is struggling? What would be your biggest, like the biggest, most important piece of advice you would say for someone that is going through or has gone through the same kind of situation that you have? Even if they don't have the same situation with me, if you are depressed and you have anxiety, find someone to talk to. Because I think one of the reasons we are depressed and have anxiety, and I can say this especially, we depend on the people who are not dependable. And we cut off the people who are dependable. The people that actually reach out and ask how you're doing, you cut them off. But we don't cut off the ones who only come around when it's convenient for them. So my biggest advice is, you have to open your mouth. You can't keep it trapped in your head. That's why you overthink. That's why you go crazy. You can't be afraid to speak your mind. Say how you feel. Because you never know. That person could be feeling the same way or been through something like that to be able to help you out. And second, be yourself. This is your life. This is your body. Do you. 
and only you. And who cares? It's 2021. Right. You know, if you want to wear high heels and be a guy, go do it. Yeah. If you're a girl and you want to cut your hair and wear all these tattoos and stuff, go do it. If you want to smoke weed, smoke weed. <laughs> you know, just do do you. It's, well, it is legal now in Arizona. True, except don't do it outside. That is still illegal. <laughs> this is not Colorado where you can do it outside the mall. You know, it's, it's, it's like I told one person, if you want to do OnlyFans, do OnlyFans. That's your life. I can't tell you what you can or cannot do, no matter if I agree with it or I don't agree with it. One uh, of I call her my my grandmother here, cause she had a she had a her granddaughter told her that she was gay, and her granddaughter was kind of shocked that she wasn't mad at her, and she was like, "I can't judge you." She said, "The only person that should be judging you and that you should be worried about is between you and your maker. That's between you and him." At the end of the day, that's your choice. Because, see, we so quick to judge people. So just be you, do you, enjoy you. If you want to be a workaholic, be a workaholic. If you want to be ripped, be ripped. It's like with me. I want a nice butt. <laughs> I mean, goals, right? Yeah, have goals. <laughs> you know, if you want to look like Kim Kardashian, sure, be great. They, they have plastic surgery. For yeah, I'm not They tanning. do a little bit of everything for everybody. Yeah, so just do you, be you, and be happy. Yeah. And... That is what really helped me. It's when I finally accepted myself. I said, you know what? I'm a 28-year-old that walks around with Pokeballs on my keychain. I like sports. I still watch anime. I still eat cereal. I had I love Captain Crunch. Oops, all berries. Tricks tastes better now. Because when they went to the balls, Tricks was trash. <laughs> you know? Like... I don't care to drink alcohol or go to the club and turn up like I see everybody else doing. I do what makes me happy. But I do it because you know what? Hey, it's my life. It's my body. I'm going to do me. And I'm happy. And I think a lot of people, I would tell them that. Do you and be happy. And that's At the end of the day, that's all that really matters. I mean, you are the only person that can truly make yourself happy. Yep. Well, I think that those are two very, very good points. Um, very good things. So I really appreciate uh, kind of your input and your take on all of it. Yeah, yeah anytime. Because just like you said before, we got to have some self-reflection. Uh, I think this was a good day to self-reflect on 2020. Um, I think, yes, 2020 sucked in many ways, but 2020 was terrific in many ways, too. And we have to stop walking around talking about how terrible things are. Or I don't want to bring my kid into this terrible world because there's so much good things in this world. And we have to, you have to stay positive. Right. Silver I, linings. There's always a silver lining. Well, thank you so much for coming on my show. Hopefully somebody will, somebody will reach out and, and get help if they need help. And, Learn that it is okay to ask for help. Yeah, it's very okay to ask for help. You know, there's the suicide prevention line. There's a lot of therapists out there. Yep. You know, there's a lot of people who reach out to you. But at the same time, I think sometimes you can't sit back and expect somebody to reach out to you. That's true. You reach out to them and say, hey, I need a minute. I need help. Yep. I'm in Mayday. I'm in the 11th hour. Very true. 
Well, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, this has been the Fit Minute Podcast. My guest, Christopher Morgan, thank you so much for coming on. Hey, anytime. I feel famous now. I'm on a podcast. <laughs> Yay. Hopefully, I get invited again if we make it to 2022. We will make it to 2022. But yes. If I get this vaccine, hopefully. They're, they're rolling them out. <laughs> they're rolling them out. Thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, we'll see you all next week. Thank you so much for listening to the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People, with your host, Gabrielle Mazar. If you would like more information on today's episode, you can find it in the show notes, or you can find it on Gabrielle's website at www.healthybodyworksaz.com. Be sure to share the show, give this podcast a review, and subscribe so you won't miss an episode. Join us next week to hear more stories from people just like you. This has been the Fit Minute Podcast, Fitness for Real People with Gabrielle Mazar.